Hello and welcome to Mid-Off Cricket Podcast, episode number 16. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team, a second-generation gloved artisan and the wrong side of the... Uh, the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Uh, morning, Ross. I was just about to say that was a powerful start. And then, uh, <laughs> then you flattened it right out. Yeah. I reckon you'd be able to slink in under the door after that start, mate. <laughs> Tripped up over my own tongue. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> a man who it is said Dave Warner, current king of the IPL, modelled his game on, and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics. Welcome, Michael. Hello, Jess. Hello, Mick. Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our groundskeeping guru, welcome Alex. Hello guys, how are we all? Hello Alex. Hello, it's, hello. Today it we... sound like an un- Ross, uh, unshackled Ross this morning? Yeah. Something's oh. going on in his life and he's just become uh, an entertaining juggernaut. I've just <laughs> thrown open the window at the Alex Doolan Studios because it's um, a bright sunny blue sky day here in the Shire of Mount Alexander and I'm just enjoying... <laughs> couple of magpies sitting on the fence. Oh, that's, oh. Yeah, it's a good day to be alive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Today we come to you from the Twin Studios as always. I'm in the picturesque Alex Doolan Studios. I might send a, a Snapchat to you guys of the view. Okay. And um, you guys, of course, are in the concrete bunker, the Mick Lewis Studios. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, this is a Big Globe production brought to you by our, ho- our host of sponsors. The gold medal soft drink company, Masters, Pizza Haven, Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Bilo, Tucker Bag, Pocket Mail. Hey, Pocket Mail me. <laughs> Copper Art, Laser Disc, Flash Drives, and of course, our podcasts are all recorded on high quality Betamax. Uh, Ross, uh, yes. and podcasting guys, I got a meeting with the Collins class submarine manufacturers. <laughs> <laughs> coming up soon, so uh, I'm pretty good because they build big submarines. They cost a lot of money, so we could be in the money guys. Uh, Cross. Could be quit that job. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, during the week, um, Alex, you notice some of our sponsors actually dropped off. Oh really? Yeah. Well, um, a certain ones of them are Franklin's Supermarket and yeah. um, uh, Dick Smith. I got a, a fax during the week. Yeah. <laughs> they said it was from it was from companywindup.com and they just wanted to let me know that those companies have been wound up. So um, Oh really? Yeah, yeah. They said no more no more sponsorship deals, unfortunately. I said, but we had the zero dollar contract. And they said, No, we have to tear up the zero dollar contract even. Mm. <laughs> blue. Computer. Exactly. I was like, but I just went to Ollie's Trolley the other day, didn't I? <laughs> or was that 12 years ago? I can't remember. <laughs> All right, we move on now to our first segment, and it's over to Mick for some local cricket. All righty, so um, as we know, most local cricket, or I dare to say all local cricket, is wound up by now. So what I've got, I've got a bit of an overview of the uh, season provided by my career, which we're going to run through a few stats and give you guys a bit of a rundown of what actually went on in the world of uh, local cricket this year. But before we do that, I just want to give a quick shout out. Now, this is a bloke that we that I mentioned probably around about episode one or two, possibly two, because episode one, I don't think I had anyone. So episode two, I think he was on, and his name was Jesse Walia. Now, for those of you who may remember, Jesse was the lad who took Nine for 13, playing for the uh, Limbrook Cricket Club. Uh, quick shout out to him again because he was named by Cricket Victoria as the Victorian Club Cricketer of the Year for 2015-16. So that uh, performance actually netted uh, Jesse that award. So well done to Jesse and the guys down at Limbrook. Is it based on stats? 
I'm assuming it's just based on that one performance. Oh, yeah, look of it. Yeah. Like, it's hard to say, but I haven't had a look at the rest of his stats for the year. But if he's taken nine for 13 every game, it's fair to say he took about 100 wickets yeah. a year. So. <laughs> 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 I wonder what he won pair of icon batting gloves or something. Yeah, left-handed. Yeah, yeah. Right. Probably like a crystal, <laughs> a crystal decanter he'll never use. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so from there we'll move on to the uh, to the uh, season roundup stats. So we'll start off with, uh, I think it tends to be nearly everyone's favourite stat, uh, is uh, t- yeah. so across all of Australia, across all of park cricket, this takes in Premier Cricket and everything as well. There was 296,451 ducks this year. So I'm happy to say I'm not a part of that tally, yeah. boys. Did I get a duck? I don't remember if I got one, but no, there's a fair chance I did. So. I don't think I remember a duck. Well, there's a fair batting prowess sitting around here at the moment. <laughs> um, yes. I can, I can dance. <laughs> I, know of, um, I know of two blokes who um, contributed to this, and that's... Uh, couple of blokes have played cricket in my side, Sean Brennan and Sean Matthew Man. So good to shout out to the Shawns who managed to get four or five ducks each this year, so congratulations <laughs> to them. Cool is their weight. Alrighty, so from that from there we'll move on to the total number of wickets this year. So um so there was one million five hundred and twenty thousand nine hundred and fifty eight wickets this year, which averages out across all of Australia to an average of 19.98 runs per wicket. So, yeah, so that's all the wickets that were taken. I'm happy to say that I contributed to this list, so... And me. Yeah, so we all uh, contributed. We might have got half of the hey, boys. How many ducks was there again? Uh, 296,000. So, Ross, what percentage of ducks per wicket is there? Ah, that's a very good question. I have no yeah. idea. Hmm. 300,000 into 1.5 mil... What's that, about one in every three? Yeah. One in every five. One in every three. One, oh, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so more close to probably one, one in every five. five. To the math yeah. podcast, boys. Yeah. 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 One in every five wickets is a duck. So that means, on average, there's two ducks in every innings of cricket. Yeah. Around right about. Unless you play at West Ham United and there's four or five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping the, bumping the average up. <laughs> That's interesting, though. Like, yeah. Quite a high percentage. Well, interesting if, um, yeah, <laughs> to certain people. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> great, great party trick at certain parties. <laughs> Alrighty, so from Wiggers we moved over to Run. So across the whole um, state, there was 30,382,670 runs. So that's a uh, shirtload of runs. So. Yeah. It's fair to say I didn't contribute to many of those. <laughs> More did I. Mm. Now, this is an interesting one. I, I, I found it interesting anyway. So, the, across all of Australia, there was um, there was 118,000 uh, matches played. Of those, there was about nearly 8,000 with T20s, a, a click over 40,000 40, with two days, and 70,000 were one days. So the one that really surprised me the most was the 8,000 T20s. Like, even with Premier Cricket and that, even Premier Cricket and every start T20s, it still means there's, there's T20 comps, a lot of T20 getting played across Australia, which I know, like, like we played a club that doesn't play any, yeah. and the only T20 we can participate in is a cross comp. Like Wednesday League T20, yeah. so I found it really surprising there was that many T20s. So, oh, yeah. 
So obviously where we live is we're a bit behind the times compared to everyone else because obviously yeah. a few T20s going around all of Australia. So, so I thought that one was uh, that was probably the thing come out of that that I found a bit interesting. Uh, now this is a this is a good one. Um, so there's 120,591 blokes who were run out. Oh, so that means 120,591 blokes who will play in another place. Yeah. <laughs> so, and of those, uh, of those, just over 70,000 were assisted runouts and just under 50,000 were direct hit runouts. Oh, there's some laser eyes so, out there. Yeah, so there's a few blokes out there just throwing down the pegs left, right and centre. Yeah, Ricky Potting slash Todd yeah, there's a few, uh, few fielding all-rounders getting around by the Few specialist number eight batsmen. Yeah. So, um, and just, and, and last but not least, um, so there was 7,915,000 uh, overs bowled, and of those overs, just over 1 million were maiden. So 13... And a half percent of all the overs bowled in Australia this year was a mate. You know what that's from? That game where they had like 20 mate into Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a game with 120 dot balls. Yeah, yeah. That's from that one. But um, yeah, so that's me uh, done for uh, local local cricket. There was a few other stats that um, unfortunately uh, my cricket haven't got around to tallying up for the rest of the year that weren't there. So, but um, yeah, this gives you a bit of an idea of the uh, amount of cricket getting played. Yeah. Around the nation at a local level. It's so. one of those stats, the number of people who sat around at drinks going, oh, good mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I heard that that's in the millions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the number of darts smoked after <laughs> yeah. been dismissed. Yeah, yeah. another one that's a high number. But yeah, so, all right, so yeah, that's me done uh, for uh, local cricket. Uh, local cricket. Right. Thanks, so, Mick. Over so to I'm you, gonna, Alex. Yes, I've got a little bit to add about local cricket and. Um, Public uh, politically correct has gone mad. Red tape. Uh, Nanny state's gone crazy. In South Australia, there is a proposal to ban cricket balls from being used in cricket nets at local cricket grounds. Say that again. Cricket balls (laughs) being banned, like real cricket balls, being banned from cricket nets in local cricket grounds. Joking. So, so, so so they're banning cricket. Through all of South Australia. Yeah. Well, Tell us how it works, specifically yeah. in the Port Adelaide Enfield Council area. I've always hated that area. Same here. Port Adelaide bastards. Exactly. Yeah. So, no wonder they can't get a district cricket team, great cricket team. Yeah. yeah. So, so Ross. the idea is that it's too dangerous for people walking their dogs or otherwise using the ground facilities while people are in the nets hitting cricket balls around. So it's too dangerous to use the cricket ground facilities when people are actually playing cricket. Well, it's saying. not actually cricket uh, club players in okay. the nets. It's casual guys coming down for a hit. Apparently, it's oh, not okay. children either. It's adults using the nets. Mm. So uh, people have been people have he, he, so independent councillor Mark Basham was asked, and he said he'd been told people are being hit by hard balls while out walking, and that was the rise of casual cricketers using the nets rather than club players. So. What they're suggesting is if you want to use the nets and use cricket balls, you have to book out the entire ground to do so. That's it. <laughs> I've, I've got a suggestion for that councillor. Oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a problem we have at our cricket club as well. <laughs> oh, no. I'll push one of your buttons out. Oh, <laughs> Can I push the mute button? <laughs> Just the beat button. I've got, oh, yeah, yeah. got a few words for you, buddy. Build... A fucking 
dog park. <laughs> Build a park where these jippers can take their dogs and they can shit all over there and it doesn't affect our outfield. We're not do- we're not dodging dog turds while we're trying to take catches at long mid off. Like honestly, like when we had this prop at our club and there's always oh you know they have oh we've got signs up pick you up after your dog. It doesn't work. Here he goes. This like they're cricket nets. They're on a cricket ground. It's a sporting facility. Like come on. Tell you what, like if you're walking here. your dog around and doing all that, you deserve to get hit with a cricket ball because you're just messing up the ecosystem. Oh, Bam! Oh, that's me, I, I would sun. say that the clue yeah. is in the name. You're yeah. playing cricket in the cricket nets at the cricket ground. Yes, exactly. No. If, the, if people are doing the, um, this down at the dog walking park, well, yeah. yeah good exactly. luck to them. Yeah, they should get off. Yeah. So um, I do like the good use of statistics and research done. Oh. I've been told people have been hit. Like, <laughs> oh. come on, man. Like, you're going to change that entire policy in your council. Anecdotal can... research. Exactly. Best type of research. Yes. What's the plural of anecdote? <laughs> Anecdotes, not data. <laughs> 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 and I'll, I'll leave you. I, I, read... I believe, no, Alex, I believe a number of people told him. Yes. 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 Oh, that, yes. That yeah. number, <laughs> that number yeah. was one. But it was a number. <laughs> so um, I've, I've been reading a lot of, um, let's say, bombastic uh, editorials about this, oh, all following yes, our same idea on it. And they had a beautiful quote by Peter Hosking, who was a former star bowler for St Kilda. Well, be Pete. And this is banning, you have to use tennis balls in the next or something. How does a young lad, or an old one for that matter, learn length and direction with a tennis ball? The weight of the respective balls is like chalk and cheese. So... You're not going to get better cricket. Is dog and cheese way different? Oh, Wouldn't a kilo of cheese weigh the same as a kilo? Of <laughs> yes. But a uh, one, one liter of cheese would weigh different to a liter of chalk. Ah. And also has different consist- consistency. I'd like to buy a liter of chalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn liquid chalk! <laughs> Hate that stuff. Very good. So hopefully that doesn't get up because. Yeah, if you want to take your kids down and have a hit in the nets and do a bit more practice so they can get better at cricket so you can, you know, live a healthy lifestyle. Mm. Yeah. yeah, what are Ken Inkley's kids going to do when Ken Inkley gets sacked in three weeks? They can't go down the nets and play cricket. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, nonsense. It's a nonsense, yes. Yes, okay. that is that good man. <laughs> we, we flick back to now to you, Alex, in an incredibly poor piece of planning. To housekeeping <laughs> corner. Oh, well, thanks for uh, yeah, asking me, guys. So, what I'm doing is a bit back to the round the grounds here. So, after uh, my, uh, after my uh, groundskeeping light, we're now doing groundskeeping. Which was successful. <laughs> yes, which was yeah. actually about groundskeeping. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, this is about groundskeeping. And mm. specifically, how do you keep grounds around a tree being in the middle of your oval, guys? So there's a few grounds around the world that have a tree in the middle of their oval. A uh, few first-class playing cricket grounds. So can you guys name them? Yes, there's um Kent, County Cricket, Kent's Ground. I can't think what it's called. It's in Canterbury. Yes. It has a tree in it. Yep. Yes, a well. Lemon, a ha, lime ha, ha, tree? Trick yep. question. It no longer has a tree in it. Oh, yes, it fell down, it didn't it? Mm. That's St. Lawrence Ground. Yes, oh, you're correct. It's in Kent. Yep. yep. Kent's ground. Yeah. Um, it died and got some disease, so they had to pull it out. But That's they, convenient. But they planted the same tree just the other side of the uh, oval. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. yeah, so, and also City Oval in 
Peter Maritzburg in South Africa has a tree in it as well. That's where um, Kevin Peter Peterson was born. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Kevin Peter Peterson. Is his middle name really Peter? Yeah. Thanks for bringing some facts into this, Ross. Yeah. That was great. His, his name is Kevin Peter Peterson of Peter Maritzburg. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you just make that up? No, it's true. He's you know, KPP. Yeah. Oh, Peter. Yeah, it's because he's a giant Peter. He's a giant <laughs> penis. <that's all>. <laughs> <laughs> and the third, can you guys guess what country the third ground that happened? Oh, it'd be somewhere West stupid. Indies. Yeah. No. It'd be in Australia. Yeah, no. it's, it'd be in Darwin or something. They couldn't be bothered moving the tree, so they just yeah, left it there. Yeah, fuck it. Leave India. It's so hot up there. No. Yeah. Pakistan. No. Bangladesh. No. Zimbabwe. Not a test fighting match. Dubai. US. No. USA. No. Scotland. No. Brazil. No. Ireland. The Netherlands. Oh, of course. The yeah. Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. yeah Holland. Pizza points. Holland. I smoke trees in the Netherlands. Yeah. 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 I, guess, I think that's it. That is that 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 grounds uh, Jack Nannis International Cricket Park, isn't it? Yeah. Alexi Cabasi International That's the uh, that's the local name for it. It's VRA Cricket Ground. Uh huh. Um, named after Volvo. Johan Cruyff. Rap Amstel. <laughs> Of Amsterdam. This is Dennis Burkamp Stadium, is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Johan Cruyff. Yeah, uh, Johan Cruyff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe so. And uh, what are the two ends of that ground? <laughs> David ended the Johan Cruyff end. <laughs> no, actually, I've got it here. Somewhere. Edgar David's end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, then we'll go to the St. Lawrence Ground. Uh, what are the end names at the St. Lawrence Ground, guys? Cathedral End. No. And the River End. City uh, End. Can I guess? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Tree End. <laughs> and <laughs> the Robert Key End. No. Oh. Pavilion End. Ah, Pavilion? And oh. the Nackington Road End. Ah. <laughs> Isn't so it, you it get the Nackington at the Nackington Road? Isn't it the Nackington Road End? Don't they have a, a big bell tower with a bell on it? Not sure. Oh, I thought so. And I thought it's locally known as the Bell End. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get like goofed by my joke? From that? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was like, really, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's one of the oldest grounds where first fast food has been played in England. It first used in 1847. <laughs> Crazy. Mm. Capacity of the ground's 15,000. Uh, and various other things happened. Yeah, I think they've had much. a um, they've only had a handful of international matches there. They played one there in the nineteen ninety nine World Cup. Yes, mm. correct. Yep. That's all I've got on that. Oh, okay. So Robert Key retired during the week. He's the um, English uh, batsman who was said to be a uh, bit fat and a bit red in the face. Yeah, you might remember uh, him. To look like Porky Pig. I'll yeah, he <laughs> wasn't a bad player though. I guess. No. And he was captain of Kent for nine seasons, just gone. Mm. I can't believe he's still going. The last time he toured here would have been like the 2001 Ashes series. Yes, yep. Oh, he was 36 or so when he retired. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are the four cricketers to have cleared the tree to score a six, guys? Ooh. <laughs> um, Robert Key? No. Viv Richards. Two, two West Indies players. Yeah, Viv, Viv Richards. Richards? No. Oh. So okay. Garfield Sobers. This is going to go on Chris Cale. No, no, no. Graham Napier. The last oh, time we got... Yeah. Last time someone, Brendan Nash. The last, time someone, the last time someone hit a six over it was in 1992. So. Yeah. Uh, Carl Hooper. Yes! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Arthur 
Jacko Watson in 1925 did it. Leary Constantine in 1928. Fuck, we're gonna get this Jim wrong. Smith in 1930. I was waiting for you guys Jim to Smith. Say. That's just the old mate on the credit card ad. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Jim Smith. In 1939. John A. Citizen was another. Yeah. <laughs> new growth, reducing it from over 120 feet to around 90 feet in height. That must be a huge hit to hit over that for a six. Yeah, well, it'd be 90 feet, wouldn't it? Up, and then yeah. however long. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> high winds in England on the 7th of January 2005 caused a 200-year-old tree to snap in two. <laughs> Who would have thought there'd be shit weather in fucking England? Leaving a seven-foot stump. So wood from the dead tree was made into mementos that will be sold to supporters. <laughs> oh, that doesn't say what sort of memento. <laughs> Petrified wood. Yeah, probably like a set of coasters. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what, would, what memento? Oh, yeah, you make a table out of it. rock wood. Yeah. Um, they planted a new lime tree outside the playing area in 1999. And Ian Swanton planted it. If whoever yeah, Swanton. Mate Swanners. Yeah. <laughs> and it was in pre- pre- preparation for the ultimate demise of its predecessor. Oh. Oh. Depressing, isn't it? So over to City Oval with Peter Maritzburg. Um, City Oval, sometimes called the Peter Maritzburg Oval. Where so, are you? Peter Maritzburg. The home of... Oh, you're doing all three of them. Yeah. Bloody hell. Uh, what are the uh, end names of the Peter Maritzburg City Oval, guys? Pavilion End. End. No, what was that, Ross? Pavilion End? No. Oh, Bell End? No, you guys are never going to get this one. The Doozy End? Oh, that's what I was going to say. And the Hoolet End? Yeah, I'll say that one too. Yeah. So its capacity is $12,000. It, it got established in 1888. How old are these grounds? It's amazing. Really old. Yeah, yeah that, one's, that one's old. So it's used by um, the KwaZulu Natal cricket ground, a cricket team, sorry. Uh, they also play at Kingsmead in Durban as well. Now, this, is, this hosted two matches in the 2003 Cricket World Cup. With the tree in the ground, which is amazing. Don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why Ross was flying for a long time. Looking <laughs> through his phone for the soundbite. Alright, <laughs> well, I'll move on a little bit, but I do want to read a few excerpts out of the uh, VRA cricket team's How's That? This is um, the Dutch one. Letter, yeah, yeah. Which I translated in Google Translate. Oh, yeah. Read it as it would in Google Translate, please. Well, verbatim. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna. That's exactly what I did. I'll just print stuff out and read it. Yeah. So that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, oh, copy paste man. These <laughs> <laughs> yeah. three free, three favourite keys on the keyboard: Control C and V. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, some people say tomato, some say tomato, some people say printing stuff out, some people say research. Um, <laughs> that, during the cricket season, it appears weekly. The new cricket season can no longer wait, almost approaching in many lovers. <laughs> Several teams have been training indoors, seniorin, to steam ready, and youth also has a large indoor program behind it. So that bodes well for the coming season with great sportsmanship and fun. <laughs> the complex of VRA has recently worked hard by a large group of volunteers from all teams to get everything ready. The cages are already a few weeks ready for use, and, and they are therefore already trained joyfully. <laughs> On behalf of the board, I thank again everyone who helped 
a whole list of names that got translated correctly. Uh, moreover, the first exhibition game is behind. VRA 1 has played three games against Scotland Aberdeenshire Cricket Club and knew this opponent easy to leave behind. <laughs> Led by Peter Boren, the first step was to put a sporting season with broadly similar team last year. <laughs> New in the selection, Ruben Berg and Fred Klassen, both with Dutch roots but come from Namibia and New Zealand respectively. With both gentlemen and of course all other players, VRA, a sporting cricket season. Um, I'll keep, I could keep reading it's many oh, pages. That was good. How bad are you going if you have to go from New Zealand to the Netherlands? Well, you can't get yanked in those yeah. two positions. Well, they have roots, yeah, I suppose. I they they with his family or something. This, this, bloke was, this bloke was pushed out of New Zealand because he slept too much. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he with the KB yeah. 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 <laughs> He asked somebody if he was a hate fan. correct or not. They said, get out! <laughs> Um, by the way, though, they do have a vacancy of ground staff here at VAR. Off oh, you go. Exactly. So I'm, <laughs> I'm searching through my... I've been on Ancestry.com to find some uh, Netherlands <laughs> I thought you were Prussian. I know. Yeah. It, you, that's European Union. You should be able to get a work visa, no problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's a uh, free of payment volunteer style. <laughs> ah, even uh, better. And also, yeah. the time zone crossover would be really bad, so we wouldn't be able to have you on the show. Yeah. yeah. I was just about to say, hopefully, Skype doesn't work in the Netherlands. Yeah. It probably worked better than Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> Joining yeah. us now from the, um, the Alexia Cabasi studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll finish up there. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Oh, I the groundskeeping corner heavy for this one. Oh, I hate it. Ah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> And you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we move now on to state cricket. And there's been action of plenty mm, in the place. state contracts. Yes. Yes. So, uh, first of all, we had Tasmania. They got on the front foot early. They were right yes. out there Did with they uh, what they're doing. Now, some of their big did. names that they signed was they got in Cameron Boyce. The oh, Rolls Boyce. The Rolls Boyce, Yes. And I thought, hmm, what a good signing. And then I looked up his stats, and he's played 45 first-class games for a number of wickets at an average of 49. God. <laughs> hey, Zeus. <laughs> and uh, the uh, Bell Reeve Oval... Known for its spin. Yeah. 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 The green top doesn't turn. So. Yeah. Maybe you'll call him Miller it up and just Isn't it true? Yeah. have a breakout oh, season. Well, I'm pretty yeah. sure Boyce doesn't turn it, so it won't make any difference yeah. to no. his bowling style. Well, that, that's why they got him, to replace yeah. David Doherty. That's so. exactly uh, right. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, Clive, every rose has its thorn, got the, <laughs> got the big, ugly axe. He got the yeah. chop. Mm. I like that guy. That's mm. disappointing. He didn't really play that much anyway. No, he didn't. He was stuck behind old... Um, Zav Doherty, yep. Yeah. If you're stuck behind Zav Doherty, yeah, you ain't yeah. going places, <laughs> let me tell you. Might as well go back and play for Carlton. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, another one they, <laughs> they um, uh, seconded away from the Queensland Bulls was Simon <laughs> Mylenko, the all-rounder. Oh, oh, the man of a thousand holes, Steve Mylenko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. Um, Did also... Anderson follow him? Yeah. Perry Satton? Mm. Uh, cricket podcast. Yeah. <laughs> They also... Um... Not a pro wrestling podcast? Oh, no, geez. You can tell we did to watch, though. In the off-season, there's just nothing going on. Sorry, Ross. No, no, continue. I'd love to hear more. <laughs> they also picked up three uh, Victorian club cricketers. Cameron Stevenson from Carlton, mm-hmm. who's a uh, bowling all-rounder, pace bowling all-rounder. Yep. Jake Hancock, mm-hmm. 
who was the leading run scorer of Victoria in the Futures League. Um, he's from Paran Cricket Club, where he was coached by Peter DiVenuto. Oh, mm. Yep. And uh, also, a friend of the show, our man, Andrew Perrin, the from Fitzroy Doncaster. Mm. So he's, um, he's over in Tasmania, And they also... Uh, brought in a couple of other uh, jippers from the local comp, so that's interesting. <laughs> yes, please. Mm. All right, we move now on to Victoria, and the Bush Rangers put together quite an impressive squad. They didn't really make any changes, but they oh, brought in um, Marcus Harris. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and interesting signing. Yes, he is. I wonder who might get pushed out. I'm not sure. Can't what? Oh, of yes, all the people can. they could get, they got sort of people who hadn't had a really great. Yeah, but he's but he's young. That's the key to Marcus oh, Harris. Bob Quine, he'll be out. Yeah, Bob. Oh, yeah. yeah, Bob Quine. He's yeah, older. He's like the weird thing is, bud, is and I think someone someone I read somewhere on Twitter made the good point is that you've got well, you just you just like there's guys like David King at Ringwood, and there's guys like obviously I know like he might not bat in the same spot, but you got Hancock, who was the leading run scorer in the future, and that who have been basically jumped by this guy who hasn't really played cricket in. 12 months, so it's an interesting... Oh, um, he did, I think he played oh, six or seven of the Shield matches, but... Oh, um, okay. Yeah. His, his form's not great. I think he's got an average of 30 or so across his yeah. Shield career. Oh, and, that's uh, not far off being test selected. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's 32. Two more times. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, it's interesting, though. Um, Justin Langer wasn't afraid to give him a little drive-by. Yeah, he absolutely. said he was mediocre with flashes of brilliance. <laughs> and that... Um, he, like Western Australia, would be disappointed with his output. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it was that Marcus Harris or Sean Marsh that he was... <laughs> ah, good one. No, Sean Marsh continues to get a Cricket Australia contract. Ah, yeah. ah. Yes, anyway, uh, we move over now to Queensland. And um, they lost a few players, but they... Interesting, some of their best players this year, Heaslett... Uh, Sam Heaslett, Matt Renshaw, Jack Wildermuth, and Mitch Swepson, those four, yeah. they were all rookie contracted last season. Uh, yeah. Jack up. Wildermuth. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, so uh, Scott Henry got the axe, and as did Nick Buchanan. Mm. <laughs> See you, mate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, um, Phil Jakes is making a bit of a making some moves and some shakes up there. I mean, interested. It must have been um, blokes like Cameron Gannon and um, Jason Flores. And, big, um, the big lug, Jason Flores. Yeah, the big lug. And also Peter Forrest. Uh, they must yeah. have also had multi year contracts because I don't see why they would still be on the list otherwise. Yeah. Because yeah. they've been poo, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. That- Maybe Phil Jakes thinks he can turn Peter Forrest around because there used to be some talent hidden away yeah. there. Yeah. Australia, didn't he? Yeah. He'd, he'd need a fairly big turning circle, I'd say, if he's going to turn yeah. him around. <laughs> what, now, what um, the Queen Mary. Yes. Now, uh, my favourite state cricketer, the flying lasagna, got his rookie contracted upgraded too. Oh, was he rookie? Oh, OK. Yeah. Nice. yeah, so he got upgraded, I think. So yep. he's on there. Yeah, he's upgraded. Now. Yep, he's on the main yeah. list. Yep. So good on the flying lasagna. Oh yes, very well. Marcus, Labish, I suppose the good thing, the good thing from from a Queensland point of view is a lot of those blokes you said, like Heaslett and all those guys that are under twenty one. Yeah. Like they're young, 
Like, they've been pretty good in a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, so like so they're they're building towards something. So you can see where Jakes is going. So. Oh yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh he's made a big change because he basically he didn't play Peter Forrest and didn't play Reardon. Yeah. Uh, some of their older players and um yeah, it, it made a real Ben Cutting didn't play basically. They didn't play Boyce. Yeah, he really came in and said, Right, this is the team I want and you five or six and they don't want you. <laughs> It's interesting that didn't keep uh, the catfish going on for a couple more years just to really uh, get those guys up into maturity while he's I there. I think because they had such outstanding seasons, they feel yeah. like they don't need the catfish. I think they probably need it. He brings a lot to the change room, Ross. Yeah, yeah a lot of cordial. Just, yeah. 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 yeah, party pies every session. A lot of, on, a lot of online um, punking, I believe, too. Catfish retired, so it's hard to talk someone out of retirement. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah, true. He's a bit young, too. His body might be giving up on him, too. He's been an all-rounder at state level for a long time. They should have kept Ryan Harris going. Yeah. (laughs) He would have helped him. Standard first slip, big Ryan, eh? They really should... They really should have Martin Love still going for him. And he... (laughs) (laughs) Should should, 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 should get Alan Border back. Yeah, I think Alan Border's feet are a lot better now that he's using that machine. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be right to stand in the field all day. Uh, We move over now to WA. And no real surprises there. Andrew Suit and Ty retained his contract. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jonathan Wells, the former Tasmanian batsman, gets a look in. Awesome. Yeah, they've recalled yeah. the Duff man, Ryan Duffield. He gets oh. another go. Mm. Ashton Agar's in there. Yeah. 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 And um, that's about it. Oh, a few of the blokes they gave a run out in late in the year. Young blokes got a contract, so that's good for them. Uh, Tommy Beaton got the big ugly axe, so he could end oh. up um, somewhere else. Yeah. Interesting to see. Uh, well, probably one of the more interesting stories was uh, South Australia. Mm. Mm. So Jamie Siddons followed through on his tough talk and gave uh, Mark Cosgrove and Tom Cooper the axe. See you later, yep. fellas. Mm. Had enough of you. Mm. Captain of county side, Mark Cosgrove. Yes. <laughs> Tom then, Cooper, international cricketer. Yeah. <laughs> and Cosy then decided that he found that surprising after he'd yeah. made... Um, zero centuries and average 26 in the last season. <laughs> Gee, I thought I was going all right. Yeah, I thought I was, you know, just yeah, really putting my runs out there. Not. I made 32 three times in a row. Like, what, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good move. Uh, they, yeah. they also yeah. cut uh, injury-prone Gary Putland, the bowler. Good bowler, yeah. but just couldn't get on the park. Yeah. Um, uh, is Callum Ferguson... Sorry, mate. Is the show uh, Tim Lindemann still contracted, please? Yes, I believe he might have a multi-year deal. Okay. Mm. Uh, injured batsman Cal Ferguson, who did his knee, will be mm. 31. For next season, he's the only contracted Redback player over 30. Oh, oh right. right. Yes. So they've also got a plan in place. Yes. Well, their they're, um, uh, middle order is Travis Head, 22, Jake Lehman, 23, and Alex Ross, 24. And they not all bad, made so... 600 uh, shield runs or more. Yeah, so, not bad. Do you yeah, reckon they'll fall in the heap next year because they're all young players and they've all had breakout seasons together? Uh, not really. Travis had this is like his fourth season. Or oh, something. yes. He's playing for a long He's young, but yeah. he's been yeah. playing for a long yeah. time. I just feel like they're not all going to have the season they had but this even, um, together. But they on. dropped. They made the Shield final on the back of dropping two of their top seven with four rounds to go or three rounds to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they've shown that they've got a lot more depth perhaps, than they used to. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm. 
anyway, that's what's happening in South Australia. And um, New South Wales, no news. Mm. They're no. just waiting for the Aussie squad to be announced, I think, and then they can then uh, pick all those guys in the New South Wales team. That's the way <laughs> yeah, it seems that's to go. Right, basically. And they're also looking, oh, who's going to play for Australia in two years' time? Well, we better get him a baggy blue now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. so it doesn't look too sus when we pick yeah. him straight out of grade cricket in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the one thing I did find uh, interesting this week, Roscoe, which I read online, was that uh, Buff Lehman has joined the uh, chorus of people asking that the Shield final be scrapped and that whoever's yeah. on top of the ladder at the end of the yeah. year be awarded the um, Premiership, the Sheffield Shield. Now, I find this very interesting because the side that lost the grand final, hence losing the Sheffield Shield, contained none other than. Jake Lehman. Ah, nepotism. So, nepotism. <laughs> but, it's so pathetic when you can yeah. see through people's like media statements like that. It's like, come on. But man. it's just like I don't know. Just like because they're trying to go, oh, you know, because the finals are boring and rah rah. And, like, we had the know, best but, final in twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they're going on about how you know the home teams roll out of road because all they've got to do is get a draw and all of that. And it's like, well, that's fine. Then you know what you do. Then have neutral venues. Yeah. Yeah. Play it at Monica, play it at Alice Springs, play it wherever, and tell that groundskeeper from cricket, as a, as a, someone from Cricket Australia, go down, put him in the put him in the corner, and go, hey buddy, give us a competitive pitch that anyone can win on, and then go from there. You can't put the you can't put the power in the hands of the state and then complain that they do what's best for themselves. Yeah, exactly. You know what yep. they should do is follow Koshy's idea and just host it in China. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what you do is. Is you you, don't, you be the away team to yes. find some other suckers to give up a home game yes. to play you there like yeah. Port Adelaide. Yeah, um, interesting that um, Cricket Australia have come out and said there will be a Shield final next season. Yeah, yeah, good. Mm. So yes, that is good news. I agree. And that's it for all our state squads. We wait to see who New South Wales roll with. Oh, so good. now it's over to Mick for Inside Clubland. Alrighty, so um. So for Inside Clubland this week, um, so as we sit here, about a month removed from the last of this summer's Park Cricket Grand Finals, I want to touch on and give an insight into that night that brings the close to every cricket season. That is presentation night. <laughs> for those of you out there who don't know what a presentation night is, it's the night that all the trophies from the season are presented to their respective winners. <laughs> on a night. Yeah, on a, at night. <laughs> Now, I can hear what he's saying. That sounds about as boring as batshit. And they would be right. Despite that, despite that, I'll give you an insight into some of the things that you will encounter at almost every presentation. Pancakes. Yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Oh, you killed me. I've got that in there. I'll get to that. So, number one, number one is the underdressed bloke. <laughs> a member of the club who thinks semi-formal means you're going out, jeans, you good sneakers, and a Jack Daniels button-up shirt. I thought it was the good tracksuit pants. <laughs> he will then proceed to win every trophy in the fourth, the fourth eleven has to offer, and stick out like a sore thumb in every single photo. We now speak now. Now from there, we move on to the ying. That is the underdressed bloke's yang. And that is the overdressed girlfriend. The ODG seems to have only heard the formal part of semi-formal and has rocked up in her best frock. 
the fact their boyfriend described the night as, oh, it's kind of like the brown loaf, <laughs> has done her no favours either. In fairness to her partner, the night does share some traits with the brown loaf. It goes for too long, and if you're not winning, you do everything in your power to get pissed. <laughs> okay, so from there we move on to something that Ross has already teased, and that's very average catering. <laughs> if there's one thing that nearly every presentation night has, and that is very average catering, <laughs> usually consisting of lukewarm roast, some lump, lumpy mashed potatoes, and gravy so watered down you would swear it was a bourbon from men's gallery. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky your club will think outside the square and try something different which is a situation myself and the boys all sitting around this table found themselves in a few years back when our club chose to go with the caterer whose speciality was pancakes hey it was something to do with uh, you pancakes. yeah something like that so we had a pancake entree what was I think it was like a, a pa- mushroom sauce on yeah. it a yeah. pancake main Bolognese yeah, sauce. Yes. sauce on it. And you guessed it. <laughs> pancakes for dessert. Choice of ice cream or jelly. <laughs> it's fair to say it left everyone feeling a little flat. Last is the one thing that we can guarantee happening at presentation night, and that is the inappropriate speech. Oh. Oh. The inappropriate speech can come in a number of forms, but the main two are. Number one, the drunk speech. There's always one bloke who gets hammered during the early part of the night when there's cheap beers and then has to get up later on and accept the trophy. Slurring his words and swearing like a sailor, the man giving the drunken speech will somehow manage to offend junior parents, teammates and the president's wife all in the space of two minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fucking good, you fucking chance. Alrighty, so from there we move on to the selfish speech. Every club has a bloke who cares about himself more than anything else. The triple M we mentioned in a, I mentioned in a previous podcast. And his true colours will surface on presentation night when he gets up to receive his award. It reminds me of a story from a few, few years back where a, side had just, where a side had just been bundled out of finals. The player got up at that season's presentation night and said... Winning a flag would have been nice, but since I was a little kid, all I wanted to do is win this trophy, so I'm really happy. <laughs> That's right, he got up at presentation night in front of the club and his teammates and said that he rated his individual success over the team's success. <laughs> but it's okay, we st- but it's okay, we still love you, Shane Warne. And that's Inside Club Land for this episode. Uh, thank you, Mick. Very good, Very good uh, as always. pancakes. They're amazing. Uh, yeah. We move now over to <laughs> county cricket. New um, segment. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, it's uh, yeah, the county the cricket. Yeah, the county cricket. Yeah, it's good. I'm all over it, aren't I? But, uh, the county cricket started season season started on the same day as the IPL, but because we had such a bumper. Um, episode last podcast we've held it over to now yes. we're about two weeks into the season and it's all been going gangbusters but I thought I'd run through just a few of the counties and the setup of the competition so uh, there's three different competitions in county cricket just like in Australian domestic cricket there's um, county cricket and the structure is two divisions of nine and they have promotion and relegation two up and two down each year 
yeah. and they play each other home and away. So that's 16 first-class games a season. Do they play a county final? No. As well? No. Okay. No final. Just whoever finishes on top wins. Yep. And they've got a, a complicated point system, almost as difficult as Australia's to understand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, there's talk of restructuring this in 2017 and having a first division of eight and a second division of ten uh-huh. and then only having 14 matches per season. Mm. Right. Now, the county season doesn't start just with a uh, just a game of uh, cricket, a uh, four-day game. It starts with the traditional... Winners from the previous season versus the MCC in Dubai. Mm. Right. Yes. Yeah, because no, nothing screams local domestic English cricket like a game in Dubai. Why yes. the MCC play? Okay. Well, it used to be MCC versus the winners at Lords to kick off the season. Yeah, right. But then they moved it to Dubai. For, I don't know why. And they tax, play it tax as reasons. tax reasons. Yes. Yeah. And they play it as a pink ball game under lights. So, so the MCC play the county competition? No, no, they just no, play just the winners. The team they put it's, together. A, it's a traditional oh, first game of the year. Okay. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So is the MCC like an all-star squad or something like that? Yes, it is. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. Yep. Right. Yes. Now, wow, so once play an extra game for no reason. Yeah, that, well, it's a warm-up game in a sense. Uh, oh, okay, then right. once that is finished, in the first couple of weeks of April... They, the county teams then play three-day games against MCC university teams. And there's six yeah. of them. Cardiff, Loughborough, Leeds, Durham, Oxford and Cambridge. Uh-huh. And they basically send out a second 11 and, oh, you know, yeah. half second 11, half first 11. And, but these three-day games are first-class matches. Really? Yes. Well, you can have a three-day first-class game as long as it... Yeah, but, 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 are the, but the MCC university teams, are they classed as first-class teams? Yes, Mm. Okay. It's a bit weird. It's but it's futures it. leagues list A. No, nah, futures leagues not first class. They're four day games, but they're not first limited class. overs. Um, no, so list A yeah. games are one day games. Yeah. First class, but still like like it's the, a bit um, weird. It sounds like it's about the same standard as yeah. futures. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so when the universities play against each other, they yep. play first class cricket games. Um, not or sure. just those particular yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just those particular games. But yeah. during the season two, if because there's nine teams in each division, a team has a week off, yeah. they might play one of the universities. Yeah, just as a, a game. A uh, tune-up. Mm, tune-up. This is yeah. uh, Rafferty's rules. They're just uh, making well, it, I think well, it's, they invented the game, so they just do it It's historical. Want. It's the way it's been done for a long time. Yeah. It sort of continues. Tradition. They also have, so that's the uh, first class structure. They also have the Royal London One Day Cup. Yeah. And the competition contains two groups of nine with the teams randomly selected into those two groups. They play each other once, so eight games. Yeah. And the top four from each group progress to the quarterfinals. Uh-huh. Okay, so they play the games not like Matador Cup style. You know, They play them in three different windows. So... From June 5 to June 15, that 10-day window, they play four games. From July 24 to August 2nd, they play another four games. That's a huge gap. Yeah, yeah. So it's like six weeks later. They play another four 50-over games. And then they've got the quarterfinals and semifinals in August. And then the final is at Lords on the 15th of September. Yeah, so okay. it's spread out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the NatWest T20 Blast. And uh, there's been strong resistance to turning this into franchises like the BBL or the IPL. Yeah. 
Yes, and it's now two groups of nine. So you've got the North Nine and the South Nine. And it's mainly Friday night matches. Okay. Yeah. Uh, during the group stage, which runs from May to July, each club plays six of the other teams in the same division twice, once at home and once away. Yeah. They then play the other two teams only once. Right. <laughs> For a total of 14 games each. Right. Yeah, convoluted. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, why yes. Why don't they do that? I just love it. I just love it. T20 sides, like, it just can't be like the National West T20 series. It has to be yeah. the Blast or the Big Bash, Bash or the Ram yeah. Slam. Like, yeah. it's like... The Georgie Pie Super Smash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at the end of the group stage, the top four teams go into quarterfinals yeah. in August. And then August 29, they have finals day, which is the two semifinals and the final played one after another. At the one ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's always the way they've had the finals in England for T20, yeah. finals day. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what that's the structure. So we have a look quickly now at some of the Australians playing county cricket. And we look at, first of all, uh, Durham have signed John Hastings. But oh, I think, they do. I think he's out because he's out of the IPL with an ankle problem. So I think uh, he's gone. Um. Essex, now you can sign anyone from all over the world to come play for you, but you only get one overseas player for the entire season. You get a few more for the T20s. Yep. If you had your pick of the world's cricketers, who would you go for? Oh, Ryan Campbell from Hong Kong. <laughs> well, they've gone one better. They've got Jesse Ryder in for the season. Yeah. Oh, really? Everyone else must maybe, maybe, if maybe Essex has a small family-owned bakery. That's, going, that's having trouble selling pies. So they brought Jesse over just to boost sales for him. He'll eat about 15 a day. Sean Tate's playing T20 for Glamorgan. At Gloucester, Cameron Bancroft is there and Michael Klinger. Oh, Maxie. Yeah, they're time-sharing the one slot there. And Andrew Sutentai's coming over for T20. Yeah, and he's in the RPL as well, isn't he? Yes, I think so. Yeah, he's doing all right for himself, the young girl. Yeah. Leicestershire, the home of um, Mark Cosgrove, who's captain yep. of the first-class team. He's uh, The coach is Andrew McDonald, friend of the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. And their overseas player is Clint Mackay. Hey. Oh, that's right, because Cosy's got a passport, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Middlesex, they've gone for Adam Voges again. But while he's away, it's reported that Michael Clark might be there for a short-term replacement. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. The next step in playing for Australia. So they need they need a, they need a left-arm spinner. Yes, they're looking yeah. for a number seven batsman who can bowl a bit yeah. of left-arm spin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Christian is playing limited overs crickets for Nottinghamshire. So he should the garden. Yep, he'll be also skippering the T20 side. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't see him as a skipper, though. No. And um, Jackson Bird's playing for them as well in um, first-class cricket. Okay. Well, he took a few well, wickets the other week, didn't he? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Hmm. At Somerset, Chris Rogers is on his seventh county, or thereabouts. He loves it, doesn't he? Yep. And he'll be captaining. Right. Yeah, Marcus Trescothic has stepped down and Chris Rogers has stepped up. Is Marcus Trescothic was still playing? Yep. Jesus. Yep. He'd be about 38, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. 
Very interesting stuff. Over at Surrey, Aaron Finch will be playing there just for July while their number one signing, Kumar Sangakara, is away. Well, hopefully he does better than what he did for the Hurricanes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yes. Is Sangakara away or is his form just away? <laughs> no, he's playing um, Caribbean Premier League at that oh, time. The care mm. level's away, does uh, Kevin Peter Peterson says he won't be playing county cricket in 2016, so he won't be playing for Surrey. And the, they have a new coach at Surrey. It's Michael DiVenuto. Oh! Mm. And here's a name from the past. I don't know how old he would be, but you can make up your own mind. Asa Mahmood is a player coach for T20. For He'd Surrey. be 100. Yes, he must be. <laughs> Asa Mahmood. I feel like he made his debut in the 80s. Like, well, yeah, I reckon he was playing against Ian Healy. <laughs> Yes, that'd be right. Yep. He would have oh, de- debuted, I reckon, in the early 90s. Yeah. Mid-90s. Yep. Uh, it's a massive effort. But who knows how old he really is. He's probably 48, but says he's 39. Yeah. Yep. Freddy stop. Yes. Uh, Sussex, Steve McGoffin, the bloke who offered his services in the last That's Ashes wrong. series. That's yeah. <laughs> he can now play as a local after gaining his UK passport. Oh, maybe he could offer his services to the English team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, Murray Goodwin, WA's own, he's the batting coach there. Mm. Okay. Yes. Is he? Is he still going? No, oh, he's coach, not as oh, coach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yorkshire have Travis Head coming in from 18th of July onwards. Mm. Uh, team coached by none other than Jason Gillespie. Big Diz. Oh, he's a vegan, and he doesn't really tell anyone about it. Yes, oh, I did yeah. see that. That's you know what that's like that's like finding a dodo bird yeah, a vegan that doesn't sell anyone. Yeah, does he still smoke? Oh, he might dart up. I'm not sure. Yeah, hopefully, they're a vegan city. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure of any meat product and oh, there's everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Probably some bacon in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Ross. Mm. <laughs> that's all right. I believe he eats fish. Mm. Oh, right. Mm. So Dizzy um didn't bring back the mackerel. No. No sign of Maxwell, no. Or James Faulkner. No. They got burnt by those guys. Mm. Uh, interesting, some of the nicknames. They're, you know, just... I don't know what the significance is, but we'll go through them. Birmingham Bears, which is Warwickshire's name. But for T20, they refer to them by their city name. So Birmingham's a city in Warwickshire. Mm, oh, yeah. Confusing. Derbyshire Falcons. Durham Jets. Essex Eagles. Um, Kent Spitfires, <laughs> Lancashire Lightning, uh, shit. <laughs> Leicestershire Foxes. Because the ones before that have been really good. <laughs> well, they're all like a thing. Yeah, yeah. Weather yeah. system. Cumulus. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan High Pressure Troughs. <laughs> <laughs> the Middlesex High Pressure Troughs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Somerset Precipitation. <laughs> no. Back to them. Uh, Northamptonshire Steelbacks. Steelbacks. Yes. The Nottinghamshire Outlaws. Ooh. So, Nottinghamshire. And Robin Hood. Is that like Robin yes, Hood? Yes, it's Robin Hood because he was from yeah. Nottingham. Yes, yeah. yes. Good one. Yeah. Sussex Sharks. They are by the coast, so maybe. Worcestershire Rapids. Not the source? Yeah, surely they would be the source. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think yeah. the Worcestershire, their, their sort of um, nickname, like Sandgropers, you know, so their unofficial nickname is uh, the Cider Men, because right. it's where a lot of cider is made. I, uh, okay. mm. I could be wrong. Mm. 
you probably are. And yeah. I think Kent are called the Spitfires after the planes because yeah. I think there might have been an airbase there or something like that. Oh, yeah. Right. What about yeah. the Jets? The Is Jets, the or maybe there was an airbase there as well. I don't know. Yeah. Lots of airbases. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the last one is the Yorkshire Vikings. Did they get marauded back in the day? Or... <laughs> Perhaps. Not sure. Yeah, so that's what's happening in county cricket. There's been a heap of runs. They're making, blokes are making 200s for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. Happy days. Mm. Yeah. We move over now to Alistair Cook's helmet. Oh, right. Yes. So he was having a bit of a huff and a puff because um, uh, something close to your heart, Alex, the British helmet standards. Yes. Yep. And he wasn't going to comply to them, but then he changed his mind and he did. So he played a couple of innings with um, an old helmet with a different badge on it. Yeah. And then he started wearing the other one. Another bloke who was having a whinge about it was Jonathan Trott. He wore an illegal helmet there for a week. Mm. Yeah, but he had to wear tinfoil around his head. He was like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the new ones can't fit the tinfoil. <laughs> um, so is this, is, this in, is this similar to the Sean Marsh, like, Flapjack. Yeah. Type Get your of thing. flaps out. Flapjack yep. gate. Yeah. Get your flaps out for Sean Marsh. Yep. Um, so, Ross, when mm. Cook wears his old helmet, it mm. looks like it had a massive forehead section on it. Yeah. So, do you think that's why he doesn't like the new ones? They're not as foreheady. Yeah, I think so. It also, he, the new helmet makes him look normal, not like he has special <laughs> needs. So, he wasn't yeah. a good thing. <laughs> Where it's like covering the top half of his eyes, the people yes. suit on the old yeah. ones. So, yeah. Yeah. He's got too much vision. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Well, Alistair Cook is like, it's going to be remembered as one of the greatest ever English cricketers, right? It's yes. Just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Surely, like, can you imagine an Australian um, administrator going to Ricky Potting saying you can't wear that helmet? Yeah. Ricky just would have dropped him. Yeah, true. Yeah, Alistair Cook, the greatest cricketer England's ever likely to see, just punched a prick. Yeah, true. He's going, I'll wear the helmet that I want to fucking wear. If you don't like it, I'll just retire right now. Then what are you going to do? Too busy driving his tractor and yes. worrying yeah, about yeah, Daddy yeah. Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> to punch someone. Yeah. Uh, not enough forearm hair on him to be Yeah, yeah true. He doesn't yeah. sweat either. Yeah. yeah. Um, didn't he drive a tractor down the main street of his village when he got married? Like, yeah, he left yeah, the wedding. On the back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the tin cans as the combine was ripping up the asphalt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I heard the story that he still goes, whenever he's in England, he still goes to the same pub and talks to the same four old drunk blokes in some country town that he lives in. Oh, yes. really? Just walks yeah, into the pub and sits there and talks to four old dudes. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. There's a lot like to dislike it. about him, but occasionally he annoyingly brings up a redeeming feature. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that, yeah. And occasionally he stops scoring Danny Hundred, yes. so that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, that was a very comprehensive wrap of county cricket. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Ross. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. And you're welcome. Mm. Did No problem. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, it's over now to David for the good, the bad, and the ugly. I feel like this needs like a western style yes. whistling stinger. There's that, um, yeah. It's a Clint Eastwood movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's also yeah. not to copy off other programs, but it could have been Champions use it as their opener every week. So. I'll do that. Yes. And it's also the best segment on the podcast, but I'll do uh, Anyway, <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> thank you, David. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, the good. Cricket until late Feb. What was it, Feb 22nd, Ross? Yeah, next, next year. Season? Yeah, yeah, next season. Yeah. Brilliant. I just thought I might get that little segue into you talking about oh. fixturing for the next hour, if you like. I'm just pushing the <laughs> table back down. <laughs> uh, my next good point is uh, Canberra to be a test venue. I'm sure that warps the cockles, Ross. Oh, yes. 
and other parts. Yeah, you're a big fan of uh, Canberra uh, as a whole, really, aren't you? It is a whole. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that ground is shit. Just to interrupt, I went to Marnica once to watch my second favourite team, the Prime Minister's Eleven, mm-hmm. yeah. and I sat there through 37 degree heat as England racked up 300. <laughs> and then Australia came out to bat and... Well, Prime Minister Eleven came out to bat and were five for twenty, and basically they didn't need to turn the lights on. And yeah, it was good. Canberra yeah. shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next good point is uh, Lucy Heath Glute, Ross Slater, and Tip Mantis' behaviour on the uh, trek to Torquay last weekend. Yeah. I just thought you guys um, handled yourselves quite well um, at the pub and put down a few beers. So I just wanted to make that known that it was good. Good point of mine. And my last good point for the week is groundskeeping light. Yeah. Mm. I thought that was very good. My first bad point for the week is groundskeeping heavy. Oh, <laughs> oh, I take that on board. I'm writing it yeah. down. Things to improve on next week. Nothing. Groundskeeping shit, heavy. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Point towards yeah. ground. My second bad point is South Africa whinging about the pink ball. Oh, yeah. uh, we oh. want to play one, just not yet. Well, when do you want to play one? Yeah. I saw but today playing against the juggernaut yeah, number one test yeah, sides right. well. I saw today that um, Sean Pollock has said for some reason South Africa are hosting tests against New Zealand in August, <laughs> and last time I checked, uh, South Africa was in the same hemisphere as Australia, so had similar you know winter and summer. Yeah. Anyway, so they're having tests against New Zealand in South Africa in August, and Pollock, Sean Pollock said, "Why not play one of them as a day nighter?" Exactly. Mm, pink ball. Mm. New Zealand. New Zealand are going to be shit. Oh, yeah, it'll be the first time people have worn beanies to play test cricket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, next on the bad point, uh, Chris Gale naming his child Blush. Yeah. No, it's not um, real, surely. Not, no, it could be, yeah, but not because of the whole sexism thing or it's disrespectful to Mel McLaughlin. It's just a shit name. It is a terrible name. It's just shit. I've heard, a... I've heard that, actually, its real name is 333. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine when Blush gets in trouble. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to assume her middle name will be Sophie. So it's Blush Sophie Gale. Get to your room right now. Sophie. <laughs> so I, 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 like, who are you going to scold someone by saying Blush? Who I, love, mm. I love the fact that this baby was born this week in April. Yeah. And he did that. No, what did he do uh, that? December? In December or something, which means that this, that this lady was about four months pregnant yeah, when he was on five months pregnant when he was on live TV cracking onto someone else. Ah, yeah. That paints him in a really good light. Yeah. Also, well, who knew that he had a partner? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe they're not partners. Maybe he's just knocked her up. Yeah, like possibly. Well, the word partner can have many meanings, can't it? Many connotations. Yeah. Sorry, yes. mate. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> the other thing is... Um, like he's he's still you know yeah he's doing that Gale and he's got his stripper pole in his house and all. That. <laughs> I wonder if he has a mirrored father scene. of the year material. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe West Indian condoms are a bit hit and miss. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, my last bad point is the Port Adelaide Council. I just had to write that one down as uh, Alex was bringing it up before. Um, this week's ugly. Tito best. Oh. Did, oh. did you guys catch that story? Yeah. Yes, I've got. On, I had it on my phone. Uh, did you? Apparently, he rooted uh, forty odd women on a tour to Australia when he wasn't playing. It was just part of yeah. the touring oh, party. Oh God! <laughs> really? I didn't read that bit. No, I didn't read that bit. Yeah. If he's rooting forty women on a tour to Australia, I'm worried about my compatriots. 
Yeah. He's fucking ugly. <laughs> he looks like a live action Ninja Turtle. <laughs> but did you hear how he described himself in the article? The he said Brad that he was the black yeah. Brad Pitt. <laughs> when when was stuff. Brad Pitt 120 kilos with no hair? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he said somewhere where he'd slept with between 500 and 650 women or something like that. And he said Dwayne Bravo was his best wingman. And my last ugly point for today is uh, your internet connection, Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Usually ugly. There you go. That is ugly. Very good. Thank you, David, as always. Insightful, wide-ranging, and a few little drive-bys. <laughs> we move now to something you alluded to. It's the Australian National Tea Talk. Yes, mm, please. And first item for discussion is the release this week of the fixture for 2016-17. Getting the table back down. Yeah. We've got a heart rate monitor on. Strap yourself in, James. It's coming. <laughs> yes. So uh, I was very interested. I think um, uh, they obviously have to play tests in November if they're going to play South Africa after they crack the shits and say we're not coming to Australia for Christmas anymore because yep. they miss out on Santa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's not happening. So fair enough, they had to play them in November. But it's a very early start. It's the 3rd of November, Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, two days after the Melbourne Cup. It's good for us. Yeah, it is good. You mm. don't have that. We don't have that horse racing gap. Yes. Well, now, which is cool. I wonder. I, I wonder should cricket give horse racing that week and then not never start the first test till the week after Melbourne Cup just to let cricket horse racing have its time in the sun or should cricket come in and stomp all over horse racing? Yeah, stomp, all, stomp all over. Stomp all over. Okay, I'm all for it. Uh, international cricket in Australia should start in cricket or a local cricket club. You're banned from going to any horse racing event. Or, yes, that should be a good. law. A law or if you do go, then we'll see you after Christmas for your first game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Q five thousand cricket clubs folding. <laughs> In that case, I'd like to see international cricket come forward a couple of weeks so they can really just grind horse racing into the obscurity where it belongs. Yeah. I reckon it should take on the AFL final series and just take up all of September as well. <laughs> I was going to say, it should, it, should, it should start the Monday after the grand final. should be the first test. Yeah. Bang. Oh, would that be for sports lovers? Yeah. Just play 15 tests for the summer. <laughs> Bring out four nations, whatever you want to do, just go bang, 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 bang. Have a new one every month for six months. Yeah, play six <laughs> nations every year. That'd be awesome. That would be good. Oh, no. And just play the videos in tests. Yeah. You've got a test play, we'll play you in Namibia. Yeah. <laughs> just as long as it's on telly, we'll watch it. Yeah. Exactly. And like Free eight day win. night tests. Yeah. 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 <laughs> every venue in Australia that wants a test smash can have one. Canberra, Hobart, <laughs> Darwin. Set a reserve in West Australia. Swanee Showgrounds, they've got good lights apparently now. Get them out. <laughs> Uh, Get Bangladesh down to Swan Hill to play a test match. I reckon they'd rather stay in Bangladesh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yes, uh, South Africa coming for those three tests in November. Then they piss off. And the first week of December, we have three one-day matches against New Zealand, the Chapel Hadley. Oh, the Mustaka Trophy. Mm. So that will be good. That will be something to behold. And then we move into three tests against Pakistan. The first one, a day-nighter at the Gabba. And then we've got our traditional Boxing Day and New Year's 3rd of January, the 
incorrectly named New Year's Test in Sydney. <laughs> and after that, it's followed by five ODIs against Pakistan across January. And then Australia disappears across the ditch to play three ODIs against New Zealand for another instalment of the Chapel Hadley. Bloody yeah. Really? Yeah, not so overkill. Not Hadley overkill. The Chapel Hadley's got more episodes than fucking Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, after we didn't play it for about eight years, they've decided <laughs> it's back. So we're going to cram in as many as possible so people get sick of it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess if we're not having three Ashes series in 18 months, we're going to have yeah. three Chapel Hadley trophies in 12 months. I wonder how New Zealand will carry themselves now that... Brendan McCallum's not there to make them all be good. Like, will they rock up like smoking darts yeah. on their like tattoos on their yeah on their yeah. on their dirt bike, popping monos and stuff like that. <laughs> if some kid comes up for an um, autograph, they just push him over and yeah. slap the book out of his hand, yeah. <laughs> open it up, spit in the page, and just slam it, <laughs> throw it at him. <laughs> then jack hmm. him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, possibly. Um, hey Ross, and then Australia. Well, this is interesting because. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Alex. I'll, I'll let you, you go in a second. This is interesting because often, often I'd say always Australia's home summer is Australia's in Australia, and then they leave. They but this is going to be a disjointed summer because they go over to New Zealand for three ODIs right at the end of January, early February. Then they come back to Australia right. and play, and they, so there's a two week gap of international cricket. Australia come back. And in mid-Feb, I think it's Feb 17, 19, and 22 or something like that, they played three T20s against Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, caravan of cricket rolls along. Yeah. So, Ross, mm. where are the five one-day internationals against India? Oh, yeah, I think they we forgot. We do that every year, don't yeah, we? Yeah, no, they forgot. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, Sri Lanka coming out purely just for three, one, uh, three T20s? Yes. That's weird. That's interesting. For a week in February. Yeah, that's unusual. Mm. Canberra gets an ODI, Yay. one of the three of the Chapel Hadleys. Mm. I had a quick look, David, just for your sake, and you. uh, completely restructured the summer to something more palatable. Mm. Yes, please. Yes. So uh, there's no point us playing New Zealand twice, obviously, uh, in three months. Agreed. Yeah. Done. So rather than having those three Chapel Hadleys, we'll have we'll start with the three tests against the Sapphires because they need to go home to get their Christmas presents. <laughs> we'll then go always everyone agrees the best way to play a, a tour is to start with the smallest format and build up to the test matches agreed so yeah. rather than those three T20s against uh, three ODIs against New Zealand in December we'll put in there the five ODIs against Pakistan so Pakistan will come play five ODIs leading up to Christmas they'll then play the three tests against Australia Boxing Day Sydney and then Brisbane in mid-Jan Yep, okay, yeah, uh-huh. like that. As a day test, you know, just a day yeah. test. Doesn't have to be day night now. All right, that means then the o, we um, will then uh, piss off over to no, no, we host New Zealand then uh-huh. uh, in January because we're not going to go over there. We all just went there last year, so we host them for three ODIs in January. We don't leave Australia and then come back. We host them around the Australia Day sort of time frame, and then we finish off with three T20s against Sri Lanka. Cool. Mm, that's it. So I suggest to you that my system's better. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm with you. <laughs> yes. uh, so that's what's happening. It's, uh, it's going to be a bumper summer. Hopefully the uh, BBL fixtures and the Shield fixtures will come out soon. And we'll all be able to dissect them uh, very closely. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yes. Looking forward to it, Ross. Mm. 
Now, something else that is close to our hearts, all of our hearts, uh, we have a big lug update. Oh, yes, please. Yes. The Wisdom MCC Photograph of the Year Award 2016 was recently announced. Drum roll. Yes. <laughs> and the winner was a photo of the big lug captain, Craig Simmons, breaking oh. his cricket bat. Mm. What? You just got that wrong. I think he's vice captain. Oh, vice captain. Oh, sorry. And that photo's rare as duck teeth. He didn't play me again. No, I know. <laughs> And he's he's vice captain in charge of bringing the Macca's meals, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll get Vic to put that picture up on our Facebook page too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have to find it. So. <laughs> it's hey, now forty five dollars for the privilege. I'll just, I'll just find that photo of Carberry and just stick him in the face. Carberry breaking his bat. <laughs> it's now time for our special segment. It's a cricket rewind quiz. We look back now at Australia's tour of Pakistan in 1998. Uh Uh So this was a three-test tour and three-ODI tour of Pakistan in September and October 1998. Was this the last time we toured Pakistan? Yes. Yes. It's the last time we toured Pakistan and Pakistan. Uh, Some of the Australian team members, Mark Taylor was captain, uh, Ian Healy was there, Mark and Steve Waugh. And also there was a 34-year-old debutante. Our man Colin Funky Miller. Correct. Tick, one to David. Yes. All right. Um, in the first test, uh, Australia won quite comfortably. And in the second test, it ended in a draw. And there was a record score made. Mark Taylor's 334. Oh, David, on fire. Yes. <laughs> two to David. I might as well just take the headphones off. Yes. <laughs> yes, two to David. Yes, Mark Taylor. At Peshawar, it was a road. All that was missing was the white line down the middle of it. <laughs> Did but, he get 90-odd uh, um, in the second innings as well? He yes. He almost broke yes. the record. Was it David Gale's record? Uh, um, no, the other fat bloke with the moustache. Gooch. Um, Gooch, yes. Yeah. Gooch's record. Gooch made 330 and 100 against India at Lords in 1990. And Taylor nearly got there with um, 3.34.9. He would have got there if he didn't. Oh, I respect the Don. Yeah. He would have been right. So he retired overnight. Mm. Yeah. On 3.34.9. And he had, at the end of that day's play, like they were serving up some absolute poo and he was just blocking them back to the bowler. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I think it's the uh, second triple century made in a floppy white too. Mm. Oh, yeah, good. Yes. Well, yes. The first. That's a great, great yeah. call. And uh, in the first test, there was a record broken, a fielding record broken. And uh, Healy dismissals? Yes. He broke Rod Marsh's record for the most dismiss- dismissals in test <clears throat> cricket for an Australian. Yes. So it was um, caught behind off Colin Miller, in fact. Funky. Funky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the In the second test, something else interesting happened. Uh, one of Pakistan's most enigmatic cricketers was playing, uh, Shah Bakhtar, but he only yeah. bowled a handful of overs. Uh-huh. Do you know why? Bean balls taken out of the attack. <laughs> yeah, bean balls. Yep. No, it wasn't. He, he had electro- electrolysis on his genitalia. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it, was, it was dangerous bowling. He was out of the yeah. attack. Uh, ah. Yep. Hmm. Uh, in the third test, it also finished in a draw. 
Uh, who can tell me an interesting fact about that? It rained. Mm, correct, yes. And it doesn't often rain in Pakistan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Australia then, after the Test Series, ventured to the very first Champions Trophy, which was called the ICC Knockout, and it was held in Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. Who did they play? Zimbabwe. No. Pakistan? No. India. Yes, they played India, and who destroyed them? Bangladesh. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was a Sachin Tendulkar masterclass. He was, yeah, was in that too. in that um, <laughs> zone where, when, oh, something like that. Whenever he yeah. played Australia in an ODI, he just destroyed us. There was the Desert Storm innings in Sharjah. There was that one in Dhaka, and there's another couple in India, all within yeah. about the space of eighteen months, and just yeah, destroyed them all. All right, uh, then Australia ventured back to Pakistan for three ODIs. Which <laughs> well-known uh, one-day player made his debut? Devin. No. Nathan Bracken. No. Was, um, I feel like I want to say Adam Gilchrist, but it was against no. South Africa. Uh-huh. This is a two-time World Cup winner. Tom oh. Moody. Watto. No, not Watto, no. Matthew Hayden. No. Uh, Sean Tate. No. Yeah, 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 2007. Glenn Maxwell? No, this is a guy who played in the 03 and 07 World Cups and was lucky to make it into the 03 squad. Uh, um, uh, Simons. Yes, Andrew Simons. Uh, yes, very good. And Australia he was won... lucky to make it into that squad, but he was really mm. the best player, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yep, that's it. He came of age, right? He made that 143 against Pakistan, and yeah. Wakar Yunus was bowling at his head and stuff. Yep. Yeah, bead balls and shit. Yep. And Australia won the ODI series 3-0. Mm. There we go. All right, so that was a Cricket Rewind quiz, and the winner was David. Thank you. Uh, Ross, I just want to say... Yes. I'm pretty sure Australia has toured Pakistan once more after this. Ooh. Uh, 2002, I reckon, Matthew Hayden made more runs than the entire Pakistan team put together. Oh, in two innings. Yeah, that was... they. I think they went to Colombo for the first test, and then they went to... Sharjah. Sharjah for the second... Oh, that's in UAE. And maybe the third, yes, because Mark War's last test was in Sharjah. It certainly was. Because mm. he got dropped after that. And it was something like 48 degrees out in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the game only went for like two and a half days. Ago. Yeah, yeah. That's they right. bowled Pakistan out for 50 and 55. Yep. That's wow. it. Yep. 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 That's yep. Sorry, Ross. We no, can no, continue this offline, I guess. No, I think that was it's the last time Australia cool. beat Pakistan <laughs> outside of Australia, too. Yes. Because mm. the last time Australia played Pakistan in the UAE, we were disgusted. Wow. Oh, dreadful. <laughs> Maxwell keeping and opening the batting. And, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was when old mate, the skipper, was just making tons for fun. Yeah, 40-year-old... Um, Miss Bar Al Haq and Yunus and Yunus Khan, yeah, the two yeah, blokes yeah. who are either either side of forty, yeah. yeah. But according to Pakistani records, they're both fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. been born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we have a quick look now at international cricket and the IPL caravan rolls around again. My yeah. team, the rising Pune Super Giants, are looking good. <laughs> Dave Warner. He's got the record now for the most half centuries ever made in IPL history. Where's he batting, please? Four or uh, five? Opening. 
You're joking. No. That'll never work. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Finchie's making some runs. Guess where he's batting? Uh, seven. <laughs> Opening. <laughs> oh, what? Yes. Wow. I wonder why Australia didn't think of that. Oh, I don't know. You know, you know why they're both making runs opening? Because they're, they're openers? Because they're not opening together. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Aha. Yes. They're like, they're both big dogs, aren't they? So yeah, yeah, both alphas. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, an interesting idea that's uh, come across my desk, courtesy of the Guardian newspaper. Oh, yes, please. Uh, England are playing Sri Lanka and Pakistan. Both teams are touring for separate tours of England this English summer. Mm-hmm. And they're going. They're looking at doing a women's ashes-style point system where winning a T20 be one point, winning an ODI be two points, and winning a mm-hmm. test match would be six points. Yeah. And whoever has the most points at the end of the series wins the trophy. Is it the... Um... What trophy is it? The Murali um, Graham Swan Award, or? Oh, no, I believe it's the Murali Richard Dawson Trophy. Ah, uh, the yes. Dilhara Fernando. It's not the. Uh, yeah. It's not the Anajuna Rangi Matunga Robert Key. Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a couple Fernando. of pot bellies bumping uh, into each other. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Mullally Dilhara Fernando. <laughs> the trophy can't be lifted because it weighs about two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just all grease. <laughs> Slippery to touch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So that's all I have for international cricket. Lovely. And it's over to now to Alex for some listener feedback. So a listener feedback from my mate Scotty who sent me a text message during the week. Was very disappointed in myself for bowing down to your peer pressure and doing a <laughs> groundskeeping light. It was literally uh... groundskeeping light question mark. Which yeah. I said, don't worry, mate. Next week it'll be groundskeeping heavy. Back with heavy hitting yeah. bullshit. Heavy hitting. <laughs> what end is it? What then the ends, guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thankfully we're now at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I had some listener feedback from Tip Madsley. Uh-huh. Are you done on your feedback? Yeah, all good, mate. Go yeah. ahead. Um, Tip said he likes the podcast more when we're correct, and he mm. thinks that we're never correct, so therefore he hates the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sure there was some more pod, uh, more feedback that we got last week in Torquay Ross that probably yes. can't be repeated. And to be honest, I can't really remember a lot. No, it's so... probably it's probably lost. It's on the uh, cutting room floor. Somewhere. Yes, I think so. Mm. Yes. <laughs> whole bunch of reels and beta backs. Yeah. Yes, all, all spooled in together. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this has been the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast, another Big Lug production. Brought to you by our host of sponsors, the Gold Medal Soft Drink Company, Dick Smith, Masters, Pizza Haven, Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Bilo, Franklin Supermarket, Tucker Bag, Pocket Mail, Hey, Pocket Mail Me, Copper Art, Laserdisc, Flash Drives, and all our podcasts are recorded on high-quality Betamax. <laughs> We're on all major social media and podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, at Midoff Cricket, and on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com. Slash home. Slash home, yes, very important. Slash home. Don't forget that. Yeah. Uh, our next yes. podcast will be in a fortnight on May the 8th. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ross. Ciao.